dear Heavenly Father, let it ride. Let your words speak plainly through me and allow me to get through to every human being that hears your words from my mouth. I don't want to speak as a, a Christian that's just doing what he wants to do. I want to speak for your glory. I want people to hear your words, your message, all for your glory. That's it. And that's what I pray happens in today's episode of Cross Discourse. Welcome to Cross Discourse, where music, culture, and life are discussed across the media spectrum weekly to help you live a godly life. Cross Discourse. Christ is culture. Yo, what's up? It's your boy, Anonymous, coming to you with another episode of Cross Discourse. And listen, my friends, today is a very important day for us all. Uh, and I just really want to impart upon you some wisdom that I feel is really important to all of us, whether you're Democrat or Republican or Libertarian or Independent or whatever it is. If you've been listening to Cross Discourse for some time, you know that Anonymous does not speak politics whatsoever. Uh, I am here uh, just speaking to you as a man who is also a follower of Christ. And a couple of years ago, uh, I was in church and uh, my pastor actually posted or, or did a sermon regarding the citizenship of heaven. And I posted on Facebook, I said, are you a citizen of heaven or are you a citizen of America? And one of my high school classmates posted, I'm a citizen of America and blah, 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 separation of church and state and, and everything. And we got into a pretty lengthy discussion with regards to um, the Bible and American heritage. And he was re really adamant about the founding fathers being deist and not necessarily Christian and, and creating the, the words of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, all of that. And so I had to school him a little bit and talk to him really about uh, how the history uh, was during that time and how a lot of our founding fathers actually did go to church. Uh, and, it, and and I kind of had to leave it alone because I didn't really want to get into a, a discussion that was hateful, that was uh, spiteful, that people were arguing and going back and forth. And that's really what I want to do today as well. I really want to talk about uh, my theme is really going to come from the book of Philippians. Um, but I have a couple of, of scriptures for us all and some pointers for us all to follow. Uh, and uh, and so as we go through this episode, I really want to talk about this idea of being a citizen of heaven. And to, to, to start us off, I really want to um, just hit us with this Bible verse uh, in Hebrews 1, 1 through 14. Uh, and it says, in the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. The son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. 
After he had provided purification for his sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty of heaven. So he became as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I have become your father. Or again, I will be his father and he will be my son. And again, when God brings his firstborn into the world, he says, let all God's angels worship him. And speaking of the angels, he says, he makes his angel spirits and his servants flames of fire. But about the sun, he says, your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. A scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. He also says, in the beginning, Lord, you laid the foundations of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will also wear out like a garment. You will roll them up like a robe, like a garment. They will be changed, but you remain the same and your years will never end. To which of the angels did God ever say, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? And that comes from the book of Hebrews, guys. And I, I wanted to start about at that because that is the foundation of our faith. We're talking about Jesus coming in and being a propitiation for our sins, right? Him dying on the cross and being a perfect, perfect sacrifice for all the things that you and I have done wrong. All right. That is the message. That is the gospel. We are all evil. We don't deserve perfection. We don't deserve heaven. We don't deserve eternal life afterwards. But Jesus came, lived that perfect life for you and I, died on the cross for our sins and enabled us to be one or become or to become closer to God, not become one, but become closer to God, to have that relationship with God, the father. That is the message, ladies and gentlemen. That is what we are here for. So Philippians 319, which is kind of the, the theme of today, 19 through 21, Philippians 319 through 21 says their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who, by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. So, my friends, we are citizens of heaven. We are united uh, in, in, or in that, that role of heirs right of the cross we are we are brothers we are sons of god and we are to be set apart from them from they that was mentioned in 19 and what does it say about they in verse 19 it says their destiny is destruction their god is their stomach that talks about their greed and the things that they want right it says their glory is in their shame their mind is set on earthly things our minds should not be like them. Our God should not be our stomach, 
Our glory should not be our shame. Our mind should not be on earthly things. And our destiny is surely not destruction as followers of Jesus Christ. And I just had to share this with you all. I had to come out here and really talk to you guys because my mind is so at, uh, uh, unease right now because of the things that I'm seeing out in this world. All right. The Bible teaches us if we're supposed to have a mindset on heavenly things, then we need to have a peace. And that brings me to my next verse, Colossians 3, 15 through 17. It says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you as richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So, so, so guys, brothers, sisters, everybody, just listening, just we have to have our minds set on the things above. We cannot have our minds thinking that we are citizens of this country, that we're citizens and patriots and all of this other stuff. I, I watched a movie uh, years and years ago. It was uh, A Few Good Men, if you can remember that, had Tom Cruise and some other famous people in it. And one of the things he said uh, not not Tom Cruise, but one of the characters in there said, you know, it doesn't fit the 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 motto or whatever or the creed. And he said, what the creed? What is that? What is that? He was like, unit, core, God, country, unit, core, God, country. First of all, they had two things above God, and then right underneath God, they had their country. But guys, we're our country is heaven. That's our country. Our country shouldn't be America. Our country shouldn't be whatever whatever country you're in right now. It shouldn't be that. You shouldn't be a patriot of that. You're a patriot of heaven. And as a citizen and a patriot of heaven, you have to have heavenly things on your mind. And you have to speak heavenly things. And yes, there are so many things wrong with this world. Not just our country. There are so many things wrong with our world. And we should be working to fix those things. The Bible teaches us in 2 Corinthians 5, 1, it says, For we know that if the earthly tent we lived in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. So nothing, nothing that happens here on earth is going to be eternal. Nothing here that happens here on earth is going to affect you eternally. I mean, unless you're not really following God, unless you're not really having your mind set on earthly things, because people here on earth can destroy your house. People here on earth can kill you. People here on earth can destroy your reputation. But as a follower of Christ and knowing what Jesus has done for you, when you get to heaven, God forgets all the bad things. God forgets all those things as a follower, as a believer. And you're wiped pure. You're in the book. And you're making it into heaven as a citizen. Excuse me, as a citizen. 
And so that's what our minds need to be on. John tells us this in 1 John 2, 1. He says, my dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. Verse 2 says, he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. And the English Standard Version and some other versions says he is a propitiation. And my, we got to know what propitiation means. I hate that it's not in the New International Version, but that doesn't make the New International Version any less important or as a tool for, for teaching us. Jesus died for our sins, right? He allowed us to be perfect, to be clear in God's eyes. No, we're not perfect, but we are in God's eyes. And we should live like that. We should live like that. And I've been so bothered so hurt by everything that's happening around me people dying people protesting people uh hurting other people because their political views are different how dare we not be this serious about our faith but be even more serious about our country that we live in temporarily which is america when i come back I'm going to go into a maybe I, I probably won't be as forceful. I'll probably be a little bit nicer and a little bit more jovial. But I just really had felt like I had to share that with you guys because it was heavily on my heart, heavily on my heart. And I felt like that needed to be said. Somebody needed to hear that. All right. And I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts as you know, you email me at crossdiscourse at gmail.com. I get a few emails. I don't get a whole lot. But I'm looking for more. I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts, your words, your your music, your poetry as you share it with me so that we can get this culture up and running. But this is our culture, guys. Our culture is knowing that we are uh, uh, not citizens of this earth. That we are, in fact, aliens. That we are, in fact, nomads, nomadic. That we are, in fact, uh, uh, temporary here. There used to be a clothing line. I don't know if it still exists. I never bought anything from them, but it was called Not of This World, N-O-T-W. I had some friends at church that used to wear their clothes all the time. Not of this world. We are not of this world. It's a biblical verse. And I want you guys to think about that as you move, as you kind of maneuver your life here on this earth. I'll be back in a little minute to discuss further with you.
So one of the greatest, one of the best-selling movies of all time was E.T. Extraterrestrial. And if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend you watch it. It's not necessarily a Christian movie, uh, but it was a movie that uh, I think was a really good movie and is really going to help to explain uh, my views uh, in a little bit more detail. Uh, in the movie E.T., uh, we know that the extraterrestrial E.T. is dying um, for some reason. We don't exactly know why. You can kind of debate it. It's actually an ongoing debate amongst the, the fan community of it, but he's dying. Some people think it's because of Earth, uh, him being on Earth for so long, and uh, just the pathogens and everything that's going on there. And his friend that he befriends on Earth is also dying. And the plant that he uh, had with him is also dying. And they depict uh, E.T. dying and everybody else who he has this connection to as dying. And once he dies, the character and the plant actually start to revive themselves. And uh, E.T. is then rescued and goes back into outer space with his people and everything. It's a very good movie, and I don't want to really uh, spoil it already more than I have, although it has been out for almost 40 years, and you probably should have seen it by now, but I digress. Um, but it's an important concept because you have to realize that E.T. was not from Earth. Um, and the people that he came into contact with or the organisms that he came into contact with, and yes, I'm also alluding to the plant, started dying when he was dying. Um, and it wasn't until uh, his his uh, people came back to get him uh, and he went back to heaven that he actually got better uh, and everybody else who was associated with him got better as well. And that brings me to my first point, James 4, 4. It says this, you adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. And then I'll take you to 1 Peter 5, 8, which is kind of the, the opposite. It says, be alert and sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. All right. So our lives have to be different. E.T. came on this earth and it's seeming like, like the longer he stayed, the sicker he got. That's how we are. The more and more we interact with people around us that aren't Christians, that aren't ha that don't have their mind set on heavenly things. They're starting to crumble. They're starting to die. They're starting to pull us away from those heavenly things. Our thoughts aren't on God. Our thoughts aren't on heaven when we're constantly watching filth, when we're constantly interacting with filth around here, and we're not replenishing ourselves with other Christians around us. I can tell you, you know, sometimes I wake up in the morning and I don't feel like having my devotional because sometimes the, the, the reading, the things that I'm doing aren't just exciting enough for me. And guys, I push through. I have to push through because if I don't, I'm going to wind up looking at YouTube. I'm going to wind up on social media and getting involved with that filth, that earthly things that aren't heavenly and that are making me a friend of the earth and that are actually making me sicker 
Guys, that's the important thing about it. And we have to constantly, we have to keep the words of Titus 2 in our mind. And it says this, you, however, must teach what is appropriate to sound doctrine. Teach the older men to be temperate, worthy of respect, self-controlled, and sound in faith, in love and endurance. Likewise, teach the older women to be reverent in the way they live, not to be slanderers, or addicted to much wine, but to teach what is good. Then they can urge the younger men, women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled and pure, to be busy at home, to be kind and to be subject to their husbands so that no one will malign the word of God. Similarly, encourage the young men to be self-controlled and everything set them an example by doing what is good in your teaching show integrity seriousness and soundness of speech that cannot be condemned so that those who oppose you may be ashamed because they have nothing bad to say about us teach slaves to be subject to their masters and everything to try to please them not to talk back to them and not to steal from them but to show that they can be fully trusted so that in every way they may they will make the teaching about god our savior attractive for the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. While we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. These then are the things you should teach, encourage and rebuke with all authority. Do not let anyone despise you. I think that is a very important message in this day and age. Uh, we have people on, on both sides of the political spectrum, both sides who claim to be Christians and aren't. Because the words that I just read through this whole podcast explains what God expects from us. And people, if we cannot be honest, if we cannot be upright, if we cannot be blameless, at least publicly, when people see us in our words and the things that we say and do, and they can turn our faith against us when we do that, we are not glorifying the name of God. So you might be out there repping one side or the other, uh, one political party or the other, one person or the other. You might be out there doing that. And I'm telling you, you're wrong. I don't care who you vote for. I want you to have your mind set on heavenly things. I want you to be blameless. I want you to be upright. I want you to be self-controlled. I want you, just like in Titus says, to say no to ungodliness and worthy and worldly passions. I want you to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives. And I don't want us to be able to give God and Christianity a bad name. All right, we have to set an example of doing what is good, right? Verse eight says in soundness of speech that cannot be condemned. 
so that those who oppose you may be ashamed because they have nothing bad to say about us. How many times have people been able to say bad things about Christianity, about Christians, about you? How many times? And it's a shame because our minds are not on heavenly things. We love the things of this world and we're fighting against God. We're fighting against the faith that was given to us. I'm going to last leave you with uh, Revelations verse uh, chapter 21 verses 1 through 4. Um, and it says this, then I saw a new earth. I'm sorry, a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. My guys, my girls, my everybody, my family, this is the hope that we live for. This is what we should be seeking every day of our lives. And this was a very harsh, I think, podcast, but I was just trying to get the words of God out of my mouth and get me away from everything else if you want to study more about this bible.org actually has a, a uh, what i would consider a devotional or something for you to do more research on and it, it is titled the priorities of the heavenly citizen it is based on uh the scripture colossians 3 15 through 17 which i read here today and it has a little bit more uh to to go on uh, that's Bible.org, the priorities of of the heavenly citizen. Uh, I highly encourage you to read that. Uh, but your citizenship is in heaven. All right. Your citizenship isn't in the United States. It isn't in Turkey or Canada or Mexico or India, wherever you are. It is in heaven. All right. So don't think that, you know, you can you have to be proud to be an American. No, you have to be proud to be a Christian. And that has to become that has to become first in your life. That has to be the priority. Your your creed or your motto can't be unit core God country. It has to be God first and everything else last. The Bible teaches us to hate everything else. And that's what your mindset has to be. Guys, I love you. I want you to always pray for me. I want you to pray for each other. And I want you to admonish one another to be loving creatures on earth that belong to heaven. I look forward to hearing from you. Feel free to email me, as always, at crossdiscourse at gmail.com. That's crossdiscourse at gmail.com. Uh, D-I-S-C-O-U-R-S-E. Discourse means to be talking. So I want to hear from you. And if you even don't even have a question to ask, if you just want to send me your music, your poetry, your anything to share with me, um, your ideas of movies to watch or things like that, I'd be glad to hear from that from you. 
Um, and I look forward to seeing you guys again. I pray for you as always. I love you. And I look forward to talking to you again. Stay tuned. Have a good one, guys. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.